Today on Dare to Develop, we're so excited to have Sasha Matthews here with us. She is a destination wedding photographer and educator based in the Southeast. She's back with us for another episode, but today she is talking all about developing strong creative partnerships and how you can do that too with your business. Yes. Yeah, so let's dive in and talk all things photographers and planners becoming close and working together. You're listening to Dare to Develop, a podcast for creatives. I'm Christine Herman. And I'm Ashley Baumgartner. And we are two hybrid wedding photographers that dub ourselves work wives. With a passion for developing community and daring to take risks in business and art, we want to bring you along on a journey. The journey of artists, makers, business professionals, and more who want to level up their businesses by daring greatly and developing community. So let's get started. Today on Dare to Develop, we're so excited to welcome Seisha Matthews, a destination wedding photographer and educator based in the South. We're so excited to have her back. And today she's talking all about developing strong creative partnerships. Thanks so much for being here with us today, Seisha. Thank you for having me again. Yes, we're so excited to chat again about a different topic this round. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself outside of the wedding industry? And then we'll dive into all things wedding. Yeah. So... I'm Sasha Matthews. I'm based in the Southeast and just kind of newly on this whole destination photography trick that's taken me all over the place. So I'm excited about that. I think since the last time I was here, I added two new people to my crew. And so I'm a mom. Um, yes, my twin boys. And I'm kind of starting to evolve in this working mom like demographics so that's been a lot of fun so we'd love to dive in a little bit so can you tell us a bit about your journey as a wedding creative yes so I started out of course as a teacher I was a high school English teacher feeling very overworked and underpaid and so I kind of decided on a whim to end that career and jump into wedding photography and so that was six years ago and you know, it's been quite the journey through just learning about this industry. I hadn't even shot a wedding at that point. So I literally built the business from the ground up and, you know, navigated through COVID and kind of all of that situation and kind of feeling like finally I can take a breath in my business and actually be a human again and enjoy my life. So that's kind of been the process. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what your business looks like today then? Like, you know, yeah. are you a lot of events? Are you traveling a lot? Are you local? You know, what is that? Yeah. yeah. So pre-COVID, I was very much rooted in hustle culture. And so I was working like crazy. I was probably shooting 20 to 25 events per year um, and just kind of all over the place with that even in terms of just where they were located, not really having an established like ideal quiet situation. So I was very quickly starting to feel burnt out in what I was looking for. Fast forward to 2020. I believe it was April 2020 when I joined E3, Educate, Empower, and Courage, and obviously learned that there was a whole different side of the wedding market that I had no idea even existed. And so that kind of taught me along with navigating that through COVID taught me that I was doing things totally wrong. And so today in 2022, we shoot, you know, anywhere from 10 to 12 events per year. We are destination based. Our main focus right now is on New York City and Southern California. 
And then, of course, we still take things in the southeast, like Atlanta, Charleston, the Highlands, that kind of thing. That's amazing. And I think it's so interesting as creatives how we get burnt out when we're not doing what brings us joy. Like you talk about you didn't have your ideal client, you were doing too many weddings and like just kind of figuring out what that is really just makes us better as people and in our creative endeavors. Totally. So how has your business then evolved? Like, I don't want to say posts, but throughout E3, throughout the pandemic, throughout becoming a mother, you said you kind of, you know, changed from that hustle culture to where you are now. So like, was that, were those changes you made? Were those changes that just you know, the pandemic forced, what did that look like? Yeah, I think the pandemic was like the catalyst, but then so many other things in my life started changing to where I wanted to be more intentional with my time and who I spent it with. So with COVID, obviously, like we were all at home and like, you know, that hustle culture kind of came to a screeching halt and we were like, oh my God, we actually don't have to live our life like this. And that was so great. Like I got to like see my family, you know, once things, once vaccines started coming out and whatnot. And, you know, I got to like breathe a little easier knowing that like, I don't have to be booked every single weekend. And then that December is when I ended up getting pregnant. And that was when everything kind of came to a head. And I was like, okay, like going forward in my business, if I'm going to leave my house, I'm going to work with people that I love working with that bring me joy. I'm going to work with clients that bring me joy and I'm going to get paid appropriately for that. And so, because I just started looking at it, like if I'm going to leave my family to serve somebody else's family during a weekend, like then that has to mean something more than just taking a random booking with whoever or like, you know, cringing at the vendor team because I'm going to be stressed out all weekend or whatnot. So It was really important for me at that point to start being, to start kind of curating this life that I wanted to live in and start curating the kind of business that I could actually fall in love with all over again. Definitely. And kind of like what we're talking about today of like developing strong creative partnerships. I feel like that has been a big part of you moving into this new aspect of your business. Can you tell us a little bit about like, what's that? what that has looked like for you? Yeah. So, you know, it was probably like mid or late 2020 when I started kind of thinking about who I was spending my time with. And I started thinking back on even like my teaching journey when I was in school, you know, well, when I was teaching rather, I would have a classroom of let's say 28 kids and all of them came with their own baggage, their own backstory, like I was going to have to take that into account as I taught them and had them throughout the year. And the way that I interacted with them had to be intentional and specific because of everything that they brought with them into the classroom. And so I thought about that in terms of being a business owner now. And I was like, I need to know who I'm working with and start developing these partnerships that feel meaningful. I'm understanding what they're bringing to the table for the client, what they're bringing to the table for the creative team. And that is how I can strengthen not only like making genuine connections in the field, but also making it a better experience for everybody around me, the clients, the other creative team, the guests, everybody, because I'm now understanding who these people are on a deeper level. 
I love that. So what value do you feel like that strong creative partnership brings then for the other vendors and your clients too? Yeah. So like, I think it's really all about communication, right? Like I used to, so I'm an eight on the Enneagram. And so like for the most part, I don't really care what other people think about me or not. Like it literally just never bothers me, but which is like probably something I should go to therapy about. (laughs) No, just embrace it. Embrace the eightness. Embrace it. That's right. But to me, it came down to like just having better communication and like making sure that like, even though I'm in achievement mode, like I'm trying to make sure that everything is the best that it can be on my end, that I understand who and how these other creative partners operate so that I can also make sure I'm bringing my A game for them you know everybody has different priorities on wedding days including the client the photographer the planners the caterer like everybody has a job to do and everybody is bringing a different level of priority to certain things and I think that as a photographer you are kind of the chameleon of the day and that you kind of have to and along with the planner like you kind of have to figure out what all the important elements are and then go in and like artistically document and like make sure that everybody has something of value that they're walking away with at the end of the day and so you know having that kind of ability to like know who you're working with and know how they think and know what they're bringing to the event what their journey has been like what the design process has been like like what all of these things mean it means you're getting a little bit nosy and you're getting a little bit granular in terms of you know involvement in that process But I've found that it has just made for a much smoother day because I don't have to guess. I don't have to wonder what's going through this other person's mind. Mm -hmm. I just, because I've been able to kind of soak up who they are and feel out that energy and it's created a much stronger partnership on the wedding day. And how do you go about with the steps of doing this? I know most likely if there's a planner there, you're reaching out to the planner, but but if there isn't a planner and you've done this in the past, do you reach out to certain vendors? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, going back to what I said about being more intentional with who and how I work on wedding day, that was kind of the thing. I knew that going forward, I only wanted to work on creative teams where I felt like there could be a genuine relationship there. And like, that's kind of crazy to think about because you're like, I just need to make money. Like I have bills, but like, yeah, you have bills and you need to make money, but you also deserve to work in a work environment that is conducive for you. Like, it's kind of like if you were working in an office space or in corporate and it feels toxic or it doesn't feel like you're working in an environment where you can thrive, you begin to hate your job. So for me, while we had time off in 2020 slash, you know, some of 2021, I was working on relationships behind the scenes very much with planners, but I also was connecting with like venue managers and I was connecting, you know, with people who own different entertainment companies, anybody that I felt like I could have a genuine relationship with, or that I felt like we were on the same wavelength in terms of how we thought about client process was really kind of where I spent my time building up those relationships. And I didn't go into it with the idea of oh, I hope they send me a wedding at some point, or I want to be on this referral list or anything like that. It was, I'm really genuinely interested in how these people serve their clients. And if at some point, 
you know, those two things kind of work together, how I serve my clients and how they serve their clients, and we have a genuine friendship, well, then that's just like icing on the cake. So I kind of just spent my time kind of digging in with like Zoom calls and getting together when I was traveling and, you know, having phone calls and interacting on social media and kind of just starting to ask different questions versus, you know, and being like more invested in how they run their business and learning, you know, why they got into business, kind of asking questions that a lot of people don't ask. Like I get messages from like other photographers and people all the time and they'll ask, you know, well, how'd you get here in your business or how'd you do this and how'd you do that? And like, those are valid questions when you're looking for a coach and whatnot. But I was looking at I want to I want to know who I'm working with and who these people are and why what they're doing matters. And I think that having that different line of questioning was just way more valuable. And it made people who I was communicating with want to embrace me even a little bit more because I wanted to know more about them. I love that. And so, I mean, I love that you said like Zoom calls, meeting, you know, just whatever the situation called for is is really how you approached it. Now, I know you said you're taking weddings pretty much only with like part, you know, planners or creative team and not really speak to you. Like, are all of those weddings coming from planners that you've met with in the past now or chatted with? Or, you know, are you just getting reached out to by planners? Like, do you feel any of this sense of limiting yourself? Or I know that's scarcity mindset ultimately, but like, I know that's a big change to make. And so that could be something that you could have wrestled with in that process. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's a that's a great question. So I'll say this. Every wedding on my books right now has not been from like that particular communication, like whether I, you know, this planner and I became very close and like now she's sending me work all the time. It, it hasn't been one of those situations. However, it has, they all have directly been tied to somebody has mentioned my name in a room that I wasn't in. And I don't know that it would have been mentioned had I not had communication with the first person to mention it, if that makes sense. So, you know, for example, I've got a couple of weddings where it's not with the planner that I originally, you know, started a relationship with, but she told somebody else about me or somebody asked for a referral and she passed my name along or she shared you know, our convert, she shared, you know, that we were together in, in her Instagram stories. And now that person started following me and now they, so it's all been like very related. Um, but, you know, again, and I never went into it with that goal in mind. I just wanted to curate a world where I was surrounded by people that I just genuinely connected with. And so it's just been kind of fun to see it unfold. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think, like we talk about a lot of planting seeds and watching things bloom, mm-hmm. putting yourself around people who are like-minded and just are your on your team. So when you're not around, you really want people to be talking about you. Exactly. And things might not work out within the next year or two years, but eventually these relationships you're creating what might get you that next big gig. They talk to somebody else. And I think that's so important to remember is who you're surrounding yourself with. Yes, it is like so critical. And I, I truly believe in that quote. That's like, you are the sum of the people that you like spend the most time with. 
And so I kind of just looked at the fart and I was like, all right, well, I need to make sure these are like some solid people because I'm tired of hustle culture. Definitely. Introducing our sponsor, your film processing experts, Photovision. Photovision has been a family-owned business since 1968, and we both use them as our film lab for personal and professional work. PV has been a part of my film journey since 2015 when I started shooting film. I love how personable and knowledgeable their team is. When I get my film scans back, it's like Christmas Day. They've helped me grow as a film photographer, assisted me in comparing scanners, and include helpful tools such as exposure reference sheets with scans so I can tell what adjustments I should make in camera next time. Yes, since I've started shooting film, I've turned to their educational Instagram and blog to learn more film tricks and love that they're always available to answer questions. Lately, I've been loving their new offering, Everyday 35mm Film Scanning, which includes proof prints. I've been sending in a lot of personal work, and getting the film uh, prints in the mail of my little is just so fun to have a tangible representation. Everything about working with Photovision is seamless, from submitting our orders online, getting scans in an easy-to-use platform, you always have the scans on your phone, so nice, and even ordering film. Yes, and as longtime Photovision clients, we cannot recommend using their lab more, and they've been so generous to offer our listeners one free roll of their signature process and scans using the code DAREDEVELOP, all caps. Make sure to check the show notes for more information. So I know you talked a little bit about Zoom and how you're maybe go to coffee, but what are some ways in the beginning that you really reached out to people? Like say you're like, I really want to get to know this planner. What were your steps in the beginning to kind of get into them knowing who you are? Yeah. So I first utilized my network, right? Like if there was somebody that I knew that I wanted to connect with, but I knew I also had an alternate connection with somebody else who was like a J-friend. I utilize my network and I think that that's like an underrated tip because we're like afraid to come off as like, I don't know, like clout chasing or something, but like, it is really critical that you use the network that you have access to. And of course, like you all know from being an E3, that's a great network. And so that was honestly probably one of the stronger anchors that I had to kind of network with other people. And have people say, oh, you know what? You should meet so-and-so. You've got to connect with them. You guys would hit it off great. Like, what better referral into a friendship than, like, being friends with somebody else who, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like when your favorite couple refers somebody to you. It's like, you know that they're going to be great because this couple's are, or I should say, you hope that they'll be great because you're <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> <probability>, right? <laughs> it could go either way. <laughs> um, but so of course I use my network first. And then from there, I just kind of attacked through social media and in a genuine way, right? Like you're not going to like be weird and comment on everybody's, like every single post that somebody makes or like, be thirsty but like really make comments or ask questions that prompt a different type of response like telling somebody oh my gosh so beautiful like yes that's nice and it's great for engagement on social media but it doesn't help like strengthen a relationship or it doesn't help them remember who you are so I tried to be like very purposeful and meaningful in my interactions on social media with people that you know I wanted to try to get have a genuine relationship with and then from there once we kind of like got good in the dms or like you know we kind of had a flow I knew that if I popped into their inbox they would recognize my name that's kind of always the question I ask before I like reach out to somebody is like if I emailed them would I have to like explain in detail who I am or would they be like okay yeah I know exactly who this is Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so from there, you know, I might send an email or, you know, if we're in a joint Facebook group together, maybe we'll sh- I'll share a DM, like something like that, just depending on the level of formality of, you know, who the person is or what I'm trying to achieve. And then from there, it's just more engaging. You know, I think the best question to ask somebody else in the creative space is how do you like, how do you serve? And like, how do you serve your clients? And like, what kind of things are valuable to you? Like asking them how they run their business, how their business is going. Like people love talking about themselves. So it's just the perfect segue into kind of strengthening and beginning that relationship with somebody. Yeah, I love what you said about, you know, when you're cold, cold or warm emailing them that yeah. would know who you are. And I think that's just a really good reminder. Like, I think it's so easy to get in the habit of just double tapping heart, heart, heart. And you're like, well, I like all their stuff. And it's like, they're not going to know. know you. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if the same person likes every day what I post you know and so it's really good reminder because it's definitely like sometimes when you're on Instagram it's on autopilot and you're just go 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 (laughs) totally 100% you don't want to be the creep yes (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to be the lurker no (laughs) so you're building these relationships now I that's great on like a personal level and like you said that's great in a working relationship but I feel like there's another step in that ultimately at some point you're going to have to communicate your value right to make pricing aligns to make sure the caliber of event and goals align so like can you talk a little bit about how you then you know get into the more nitty-gritty with these planners once you've kind of built this relationship or someone's reaching out to ask about working together totally yes very solid questions i think you have to go into it from a genuine standpoint however Yes, you have to get to the granular at some point. I wait and let that person engage that conversation with me because if I'm asking the right question along the way, I'm going to know if we align or not and they are going to know if we align or not. There have been plenty of conversations that I've had where people with people where pricing never came up, where you know my process per se never came up and I didn't want it to. Because I knew that the way that they serve just wasn't going to mesh with who I am or the way that they operate or the their personality off social media or like whatever the case is wasn't going to work with me. And it really doesn't matter like if you're working with the best of the best or not. Like if if the personality is not there to like align with who you are in your working style, then it's just not worth it anyways. And so that just means we had a great conversation. and you know, no harm, no foul. However, if you start hearing kind of the words that you need to hear to know that like this person is aligned with you, I honestly don't think that there's anything wrong with like shooting your shot. Like at the end of the conversation, say, well, you know, I love, you know, everything that you do. I've been a big fan for a long time, or I'm a big admirer of your work. And, you know, I'd love to share kind of my investment range with you and see if that's ever in line with a client that you feel like would be a fit for the both of us. And I think that you being intentional with saying, like, I don't want you to just send me anybody. I want it to be aligned for the both of us really speaks volumes about you and how you run your business. Um, and so if you're if you're communicating with the right people from a genuine place, I think that it just will come up organically. But like it's also fine to just shoot your shot if you feel like 
if you honestly feel like from a genuine place that you are aligned, then I think it's totally fine to just be straightforward about it. I love that. And so when you're asking this, you're probably doing this after you get off of Instagram and on Zoom. Yeah. Person. So when you start doing like we talked about like warm, warm calling, warm emailing, mm -hmm. kind of are you just saying, hey, like we've chatted. I love your work. I'd love to get on a Zoom or possibly get coffee. Is there a way that you go about it that is a little bit more strategic or intimate in a way than just cold email like, hey, let's let's grab coffee. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I try to be very specific. So I, I've shared this before now. It's probably embarrassing at this point, but I keep like little notes on people and that's from like the girls in my accountability group to, you know, my friends, like my personal friends from, I keep little notes on people and I make sure that like, if they mention that there's something that they love doing or, you know, they're like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this product or like whatever the case is, you know, I make sure that I know those things. And I try to, when I invite them to go somewhere or to do something that it's centered around something that they like. And so that just means you just have to pay attention for the people that you're trying to kind of engage with. You know, I may not ask them to go to coffee because they may not have ever mentioned that they drink coffee before. I think I was reading like a comment from a planner recently who was like, I get Starbucks gift cards all the time, but like, I don't drink coffee. So there's no point. Right? I don't drink coffee either. So I feel, and there's my husband who's like, <laughs> and get them like from students too. And yeah. yeah. What am I supposed to do with these? <laughs> I, like, so you just end up regifting them, which is like great. So I try to be like intentional where I'm like, well, they love wine or like, you know, one planner that I, I engaged with last year, you know, they love champagne and I happen to be in town and I'm like, oh my God, there's this like great champagne bar. Like we need to go, like, let's connect. And like, we had the best time and it was because it was something different, not just the same old I'd love to get coffee or I'd love to get a Zoom. And even if I do invite them for a Zoom, I approach it to where like, again, I'm invested in them. I don't want to sell to them. I don't, I don't want to like put any pressure on anything. I literally put it from a standpoint of like, I just admire what you do. I'd love to, you know, talk about X, Y, Z on a call with you or like, I'd love to know more about this. And I also always say, I understand you're busy. I understand you get a ton of these per year, but, you know, I just wanted to, you know, reach out and have a conversation about that or whatever the case is. I try to tie something in that we've had on social media, like if we've had any kind of banter or like any kind of conversation that would kind of pull me to, you know, where they're like, oh yeah, like I know exactly who this is or whatever. Again, you don't want them to be like, who is this when they get that email? So. I think as long as you kind of are putting your own individual spin on it to like show that you understand who they are, how they operate already on the surface level, and you just want to get to know that now on a deeper level, I think they respect that. I love that. Yeah, it's definitely should be personalized, like you said, like, yeah, definitely feel you on the coffee thing. <laughs> but yeah. I, no coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what are your notes about us? And <laughs> I'm going to have to drop it in the chat. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I think that's just really a testament to you're paying attention. You know, you're genuine. You're not just 
it's always fun to read the thirsty threads when people are like, here's the DMs I got. Like, can you send me work? Or yeah, can I shoot for you? Or, yeah. you know, look very concrete. Right. You're like, you just yes. have like 10 different. Hey, girl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <long> name. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like, you do not want to be that person. It's like the worst secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You've touched on so many good points about, you know, connecting with them really taking your time. It's not a fast track process. Um, you know, in E3, we talk about the 18 month rule a lot. I feel like this is definitely also one of those things that applies to that. And really there's just so much heart and truth to that of like taking your time, being genuine, being specific and just having good intentions with it. So at the end of the day, if you could go back and give yourself advice as a newer business owner, like pre-pandemic, pre-E3, like what would you say to yourself in regards to all of this? Yeah, I think I would say, I think two things. One, good things take time, right? Like hitting on exactly what you just said. I think at one point I was so caught up in like, I just got to keep going. If I stop at all, like everything gets derailed. So like just really being intentional on your time, like it, it nothing good ever happens just with a quickness it all takes planet seeds along the way and then you know my husband actually gave me this little quote recently and it's just been sitting in my head and he says that things happen gradually and then suddenly and so again it's just going back to you know over time you you kind of grind and like you kind of sprinkle these seeds of what you want and you start you know reaching out with your network and you start doing all these things and then suddenly you will have exactly what it was that you were chasing at some point. And again, it just doesn't have to happen overnight though. And it doesn't need to happen, honestly, overnight. So I think that's one part. And then on the other side, I would just say that again, you know, it is totally fine to take whatever space you need to create the business that you want. It doesn't have to look right to anybody else except you. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else except you. It It is your business, your rules. And so just kind of enjoy the journey and, you know, do what makes you happy, work with who makes you happy and, you know, do the things you need to do to get there. Wise, wise words. We appreciate you chatting all about this today, Seisha. Yeah, thank you. I'd love to move now to a time of fast facts for our listeners to get to know you more. Yeah, cool. All right. So first is what do you shoot with? So last time I was here, I was like a cannon girl. And I'm happy to say that I have made the transition to Sony and GFX. I've been seeing you talking about the GFX and it's like always on my mind. <laughs> yes, it was living in my brain rent-free for so long. I was like, I just gotta do it. <laughs> how, you, how you liking it? I love it. Best camera I've ever shot with. Like, I love it, love it, love it. That's awesome. And what is your favorite post-wedding snack on the way home? Oh my gosh. Now that has not changed. A McDonald's fry and a McDonald's Coke will always be my, that is my bae. It hits the spot. But what type of music kind of gets you pumped up for a wedding or just gets you in that creative space? It really kind of depends, honestly, on the vibe of the wedding. Like 
so I recently had this wedding where like I'm like going on a tangent but like where they wanted like no formal stuff they just wanted me to like do my thing and like whatever I thought and so I was listening to like the craziest like EDM vibes (laughs) which is like not even my thing but it really worked and so I was like you know what like I really need to just do your music based on who I'm serving for that day like if it's a really romantic wedding like maybe I'll go through my divas playlist like I don't know Mm -hmm. love that and what is your favorite thing to do outside of the wedding industry I'm a expert what they call brunch chaser (laughs) (laughs) cool so I go and I find out where all the best brunches are in whatever city that I'm in so that is probably my favorite pastime you know outside of doing the wife and mom thing so you're booking us a brunch reservation for when I see you in September in New York. <laughs> yes, I'm already thinking ahead about where. Oh, yeah, you're thinking so. about where everyone's <laughs> heading for brunch. <laughs> yes. Like, guys, I got you. Here's where we're going. <laughs> what is the best education you've personally learned from? Oh, definitely E3. Like, 1000% best investment of my life. Changed my life, changed my business. I mean, I can't even imagine if I had not have joined <laughs> hustle culture would still be the yep one <laughs> and what is one daring leap you've taken in your business or life Ooh, that's a good question I mean honestly probably just starting my business to begin with I mean I literally left teaching mid-year and <laughs> just hadn't even shot a wedding had only shot one family session it was like I'm gonna build a business <laughs> done thankfully it ended up working out (laughs) yes it really did I followed the intuition it totally worked out yeah what is one thing you feel like you're great at in your business Ooh, I think I'm really great at uncovering the why like the why from the client standpoint of like why they're doing this and like why this wedding and this weekend really matters I'm really great at finding out the why from my coaching clients of like kind of either what the root of the issue is or like why they're they're seeking to get to this next level I just think I'm really good at asking the right question love that and where can our listeners find you online you can find me at pretty much anywhere on Sasha Matthews at Sasha Matthews or SashaMatthews.com. perfect and then do you have any special announcements or offers for our listeners Yes. So I am going to offer one-to-one coaching calls. I already offer one-to-one coaching calls, but for all of the Dare to Develop listeners, I'm going to take $50 off. You just have to mention that you heard about it through the podcast. Love it. Thank you so much for offering that. Yeah. And in closing, what is one thing you want to dare our listeners to do after hearing your episode? I would say to trust your gut and Whatever you feel, whatever direction you feel like you need to pull your business, whatever, whoever you feel like you need to connect with, like, just go and do it one time. Like, go and form that genuine relationship one time. See how good it feels to have people like that in your orbit, and you'll fall in love and want to do it again and again. And then at some point, your whole network will just be filled with people that you enjoy being around, you're learning from, you're growing with. and you know, you hopefully can help level up your business with again and again. Love that. And so thanks so much, Sasha, for coming on the podcast again. We really appreciate it. 
Yes, thanks for having me. Stacia gave us so many great tips on how to really build up the relationship with planners and really not just start with a cold DM, a cold email, you know, how to warm up that relationship, whether that's through, you know, communicating over IG, commenting on things, potentially Zoom calls, and then leading to, you know, having an actual relationship with them, meeting in person and building that foundation. And I think she really hit the nail on the head talking about how long it's going to take you to build these relationships. We're really going for genuine, real relationships with people who we really like and just want in our circle. And that's going to take time and not just thinking right away that we're going to get a wedding out of, out of these people. These are real, real people. And we really want real relationships. Yes, I think being genuine was just really my key takeaway of that, you know, intentionality, genuineness and just really hoping to create an actual friendship with someone, you know, not using people in the industry to get where you want to go, but finding the people that speak to your soul, the clients and the vendors that really are what spark your creative fire. So, so we'd love for you to take her, her dare today. And if you have been thinking of reaching out to somebody that do it, just never know where, where it'll lead. So thanks so much for listening to Dare to Develop and we'll catch you next time. Don't forget to use our code DARE to DEVELOP, all caps, for one free roll of PV signature process and scans and access PhotoVision's full library of photography tips at photovisionprints.com. Thanks so much for joining us today on Dare to Develop. We'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review if you love today's episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at daretodevelopodcast.com and follow along on IG at Dare to Develop. Catch us next week for more fun as we hear from creatives who have dared greatly in their businesses and develop community along the way. 